0: You're listening to the and Trypandresheen Arts and Culture podcast. I'm your host Ellie O'Byrne. This week we're celebrating the fascinating history of a building that has served as a cornerstone of the city's dance scene for the past 30 years. That's the Firkin Crane in Shandon. The Firkin Crane is celebrating 30 years of dance this year and I got to sit down with Chair of the Firkin Crane Board, Yvonne Collin, and with the Director, Laurie Uprichard. By the way, you're going to hear the endless sound of the bells of St. Anne's in the background as we sat down in Laurie's office for our chat. And we started off with Yvonne just celebrating what a fantastic achievement that 30
1: years is. So that is very exciting. And it's especially exciting because we've only just rebranded mm-hmm. as Dance Cork Frick and Crane as well. So we're kind of in the midst of a very exciting time that we've been building on for the last few years. So, yeah, overall, it's it's great to have this way of inviting people back in but also honouring the past and the history of this amazing building, because it is a heritage building as well. So the history goes much further back than our 30-year celebration. This was built in, I think it's 1855, by, designed by Sir John Benson. And the reason I know about him is I did <laughs> a piece of theatre in um, the Waterworks, which is on the Lee Road, uh, which was site-specific. So I had to learn the history. And he was, he was a designer in Cork around that time. So that's why there are some amazing, iconic buildings of that time. Very interesting, man. This, for your listeners who don't know it, is a round building. Like, it's, it's in a circle, people. This is <laughs> such an exciting building, even just to look at.
0: It's such a weird name,
1: Firkin Crane. Well, it's to do with the butter market. A firkin is like nine gallons of butter. It holds nine gallons of butter. And the crane is what they would measure the butter on. And uh, and I've been to places where they used to have the horse and cart bringing the, the butter in to this very famous market. This was one of the more famous markets butter in the country so that it keeps that heritage to an extent by having Firk and Crane in this title is really nice that it keeps that nod of the hat back to that age because it, it's a really strong history story. But
0: as Laurie said it doesn't have any association with dance so that, that that's where the rebranding comes yeah, in then exactly. so it's dance, cork, firk and Crane yeah. from, from now on. I don't really know a lot about the early years can either of you fill me in on the kind of basic history just for listeners who wouldn't know that well i can do basic history. yeah
1: so we talked about sir john benson designing it in 1855 then um it was a butter factory um actually i discovered today that there's a um a butter company still in cork dairy made who were actually housed here from sometime in the, I think it was 1924 or something like that, until 79, there was a period in there where they were the the people. But it's actually since 1992 that it became um, a home for a dance. And that happened because Joan Denise Moriarty and the Arts Council, well, with the help of the Arts Council, was going to uh, turn this into a place for dance. And then, unfortunately, there was a a fire in in 1980, which meant that the whole place had to be rebuilt. And then, with the, the help of the Taoiseach Jack Lynch, at the head of a another group, they uh, pulled together a trust fund
0: that rebuilt the place. Um, Was our, this in the same time, that because the, the Butter Exchange building next door to us also burnt down in the early 80s as well is it, was it all around it was, the same time? I
1: would say it was 1980 with the whole thing happened. oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah, it was interesting I was looking up an article in the Examiner and they were saying oh it wasn't ruled out by the Gardaí that there was foul play so I'm like I really want to do more history digging on <laughs> it, it
0: is amazing we wrote a piece recently about the Butter Exchange and also about the idea of this area becoming an arts quarter you know mm-hmm. that, that, there's, uh, that there's been a little bit of uh, uncertainty about the plans for the shandon butter exchange itself and some people have been saying it should remain like the original v- vision that that was a craft center there was dance here that this be a kind of a cultural hub oh, nice. in the city you know but yeah the, that is that is really really interesting all of the stuff about the burning and the decisions of the corporation and whatnot mm. and so then so then the money was put together and then what happened yeah there's
1: quite a list of people who were involved from Cork City Council, the Irish government, the European Union, Irish businesses, internationals, Irish America Fund. I was like, well, we must look into that. There's an Irish America Fund. Does it still exist? It does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it became the Institute for Choreography and Dance. So the ICD was the name when it was run by Mary Brady. And I think that was up to around 2006. Um, which is interesting um, so yeah there's there's been a lot happening through the ages and plenty more history that I could dig into but you can look it up like online <laughs> it's, it's, <you> know, <laughs> I'll put been, a link to the website for the market since 1770 yeah. this building since 1855 uh, and then in 1992 was essentially where it became the home for dance In some way shape or form. Yeah
0: and Laurie you are a relative newcomer so you've been in your position
2: for just under a year is that correct? I started the first of September last year so coming up on that anniversary any any minute. But your background has always been in dance you were a dancer yourself is that correct? I was a dancer um, uh, in college and about yeah, 10 years thereafter, um, I performed with a couple of small companies in New York, um, but decided uh, to go back and do something more, I don't know, stable, maybe, <laughs> slightly more stable. Um, so I got an MBA, and I've been doing both um, administration and curatorial work since...
0: So what's it like to step into this role uh, with the freaking Grain at this point, at this kind of juncture?
2: I looked at the um, posting when it was sent to me by a friend uh, last spring. And I thought, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. It'd be great to do that. It's really necessary. It needs to be done. And there's so much potential. And of course, we were hopefully then and still hopefully are coming out of covid and the idea of reawakening a space and opening it up for artists to work in was just really uh, appealing to me and, and very, you know, challenging and interesting at the same time. For some
0: listeners who won't f- frequent the Frickin' Cray, I've been to a lot of amazing dance performances here and and, and interviewed dancers here. And, you know, there's be always been incredible stuff going on, but because it's out of the city centre very slightly it's still something that there's a bit of a challenge to get people to come to so uh, who can describe for me what happens here because there's a kind of a multifunctional kind of a role I mean obviously it's a performance
1: space but it's a lot more than that who'd like to fill me in on that you can probably come at it from a few angles it's got two theatres so that's the amazing thing as well that there's an upstairs theatre that seats about 246 is it Laurie I think it's something like that 238 Yeah. yeah. Um, Over two hundred anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then downstairs it's about a hundred in the round, and then we have studios um varying sizes for dancers to work in. There's also a few community groups that have done work here. Through the years it's offered support to community arts in various ways. It's worked with Cork Midsummer. There's a huge community aspect to it, definitely. It's very well supported by Cork City Council. So we want to go and be a stronger advocate for dance.
2: We host residencies. We host a a number of classes. And we also have performances and workshops. You know, post-COVID, I think it's been a long road for artists, dance artists particularly, because you can't work alone. You know, you're not a writer, you're not a composer. Um, you need other people, you need collaborators. So we're very happy to be supporting about seven or eight artists this this autumn in residencies, Fantastic. making new work, including this week. We have Jean Butler upstairs who will premiere her piece in the Dublin Theatre Festival in October. And to make the space accessible for those kinds of artists to work is just an honor for me. And was
0: dance particularly hit hard by COVID? I mean, very, presumably very hard, actors yes. could go on Zoom and rehearse scripts yes. together, but dance is physical. You have to be in a space and with the person. Dancers and right.
2: choreographers did go on Zoom. It wasn't it's fun. <laughs> you know, you can't see three-dimensionally and the lag between things. I mean, people did some really creative and interesting things. Don't get me wrong, I'm saw a lot of them and was really excited about some of them but it's not the same as being in a room together
0: no well it's not a three-dimensional tactile thing yeah 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 I mentioned already this kind of idea of us being very slightly outside of the city centre mm-hmm. and stuff like that what are the challenges in getting like good engagement with dance sometimes it feels like it's the the overlooked art form you know like that there's a lot of um, emphasis on making sure that people engage well with theatre and all of these different things dance is this kind of thing it seems like there's only a specialist audience for it
2: I disagree with that yeah, okay. of course you would <laughs> well, disagree Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's almost my mission to demystify dance. Yeah. Dance is an art form. It's a visual form in a sense. It's not a linguistic or a narrative form. It's not as verbal as theater. Um, it's more like a visual art that moves. And if you can just relax and kind of take a chance on things, you're not going to like everything. That's fine. You don't like every movie you see. Um, You don't like every piece of music you hear. So just take a chance and see what you think. More people understand dance and think they do. They say, I don't get it. If you say, but what did you see? And you kind of talk about some possible ways of looking at things. Um, It's it's just a translation from one sort of brain segment to another, I think. What are your main
0: audiences here? Because I've come up to, obviously, there's a couple of family shows a year where you have a kids. Obviously, those. they're always yeah. thronged because you yeah. have all family and stuff like that. And then you have uh, different performances. Is it the same faces all the time? Or?
2: No. no. And I don't expect it to be now. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good sense yet of who the audiences will be because I haven't really seen enough work. But... We are very engaged with our community audiences, our parents and grandparents who come to see their kids. But we also want to balance that with professional dance um, presentations, many of which you will find in here. Um, For example, we're presenting Nick Garris, who's an American Irish dancer from Michigan who's collaborating with Ultan O'Brien, who's in Slow Moving Clouds, the music group here. I've seen them
0: on a small stage in Electric Picnic, Uh,
2: and uh, they're absolutely
0: beautiful, absolutely incredible to watch.
2: And Helga Dizzi is our dance artist in residence, Irish Modern Dance Theatre, of course, John Scott's company, which has been around since the 80s. So these are artists and companies, you know, that may not back out oh, the theater and that's all right but we really do want to say you know climb up the hill you can make it it's really five ten minutes from Cork Opera house yeah. it's not exactly a long way so um hopefully we'll you know we're opening up on saturday in order to invite people in say we're here we've got a lot going on and we hope you'll come back this is your place
0: would you like to run me through what kinds of things are going to be happening because you're celebrating 30th anniversary (laughs) what are you doing you're having a visual exhibition
2: um we're having a visual exhibition in the musgrave theater and that will incorporate some posters and and memorabilia but it won't be it won't be set up in a chronological fashion It will be more thematic and contextualize the history i think and also look towards the future. That's that's very important to us. Um, we'll have a couple of performances. Um, actually, it's all going to begin with a promenade, a slow walk from city center and up the hill um, to arrive at five o'clock. And Inma Pohon is leading that with a group of 30 people as, you know, representing the 30 years. So I think that's quite a kind of lovely, imagistic way of of, uh, measuring. Um, And then Inma and Jules Gilson will perform solos in the studios upstairs. And that will be followed, unfortunately it's sold out by a showing of Jean Butler's work that she's working on right now here and making for the theater festival. Um, some music in the Musgrave by Peter O'Sullivan and some speeches by board members and uh, Deputy Lord Mayor and then uh, food and drink just to celebrate.
1: Yeah, I love that there's a walk from the town because like you mentioned earlier, We're so slightly outside of the the main metropolis of Cork, yet people act like we're 50 miles up the road. (laughs) And (laughs) And it's something that's come up so often about building the audience here. Because, I mean, we've had some beautiful work recently that Laurie has curated, and one particular show that I wanted to come back the second night and see from the Australian group. Such beautiful work that you just want to come back and see it the next night, yeah the audience wasn't full. Why wasn't the audience full? Because they were booked out in Galway because people knew they were coming and were like, we have to see them. We know how great they are. So we need to build our dance audience here. And 30 years of being the home of dance and not able to fill the theater, that's that's what I want to focus on and why we know we have to find that way of engaging the audience. Dance is such a beautiful way to, to engage in an art form. I've heard people talk about it in so many different ways. And more recently, because I've become the chair of the board, I've been talking to people who are dance artists or dance audiences and what they love and why they love it. And so many talk about because I'm from a theatre background and film, but they talk about There's no words. You don't need the words. No one has to tell me what I'm watching. I decide, my heart decides what I'm watching. And I love that. That That's a beautiful thing. My heart
0: decides what I'm watching. Because
1: the thing about dance, isn't it,
0: is that it it, it can do things that no other art form can do Mm. when it comes to the... Almost inexpressible, or the kind of humanly, verbally inexpressible yeah. e- nuance and emotion and things that so you, you it would be hard to express in other art forms, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: And something that we've been doing recently as well is moments of wisdom, which I love. Well, because I thought of it, and then Laura said <laughs> she loved it and she kept it going. But like talking to people like Brendan DeGale, who is probably known by every Irish person for um, his original work, but talking about you know what he loves about dance and why he continues and sharing the insights of the things that he learned along the way with people who are now emerging artists in dance. Mm-hmm. These are the things we're also engaging people in. We're offering new insights into well-established artists who really want to share at this stage of their career and it doesn't mean they're finished I mean long from it but it means they have had many moments where they have fallen in the pothole that they can now show someone else how to step over and mm. I love that yeah so and I've met loads of amazing people by being part of Erkin Crane now like Catherine Young Dance her work just blows my mind um, just incredible people or Chantal McCormack um, gave us a presentation from Fidget Feet and they do aerial work and I haven't seen their work but now these are all these new things that are, I'm so excited to be part of and then Laurie is bringing us people from New York who are going out in, in the streets basically and saying you come to Perkin Crane now <laughs> and you see what this
2: is about. <laughs> so. Yeah, so he did that, yes yeah we made a lot of new friends when he was here he was our ambassador for a week it was
0: great so tell me about the next 30 years of dance cork freaking crane i know that's probably too much of a big one to think of but I don't know, it, you maybe. know
1: this sustaining it's this and growing it ideologically i think we can think about that easily i mean it's part of the the constitution it's part of the things that we want. we want Cork to be uh, the place of dance. When you think of dance we want you to be thinking Dance Cork, freaking Crane, I want to be thinking Cork. I mean, And another exciting project which I have to mention of course is um, we have uh, Inclusive Dance Cork which is just starting off here in September. We've had the pilot and this is uh, teaching people. So this is about training and choreography in dance. A professional course for dancers with and without disabilities to be inclusively trained together. I mean, there's some amazing things that we're planning to see. I, I want to see that in 30 years. I want to be on my Zimmer frame coming to that. <laughs> I was part to that idea. Look at
2: them. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we also should say we are heritage building and the building itself needs a little bit of love and care and attention. Uh-huh. And to make it a place where um, more and a wider range of styles of dance and, and approaches to dance can be presented, including installations with film, with movement, um, <clears throat> will just take some capital investment, um, also the you know, yeah. the heating and the but we know that Cork has a Strategy for the next few years and hopefully they will see the value of the building, buildings like this that exist already and need to be just a little bit shored up
0: and how about the future of dance in and of itself because you know sometimes you see you see how things interact with techno like technologies have had massive yeah. impacts on obviously theater mm-hmm. obviously film all of these different things have changed i see this amazing trend that people really love to watch these really short clips of often partners often couples dancing together duets that type of thing you know so instagram has changed how people want to consume dance laurie you know as someone with a kind of a broad overview of the world of dance what do you see in the in the future or what's an exciting trend right now Uh,
2: I will say that there's nothing like a live performance watching things on screen or no it's never going to be the same so I'm, I'm a huge advocate for live work but that live work can be interdisciplinary in so many ways you know if we can have the wherewithal to be open and to have you know, the, the technical capacity to show work that is some partly film, partly live, partly static, partly an exhibition, I mean, all of those, I think the main thing is I think dancers are getting off the stage and they're getting on the floor. And they're, they're working with other media and I think that's really exciting
0: interacting sometimes with other
2: uh, okay. like
1: with LED lights and mm-hmm.
2: digital and display panels audience. and
1: screens yeah. and, and the audience yeah yeah. 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 well I mean and Crane has done bursaries in the last few years where we've had uh, dance artists working with musicians and writers in, in you know, one single piece to, to start that collaboration. So there's there's loads of opportunities even at that level. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting times for dance, I think, now yeah. that we... I feel like we have all our ducks in a row and we're mm-hmm. getting there slowly but surely now.
2: Nice. Exciting times for dance. Do you agree, Laurie? Absolutely. Dancers are resilient and they're also very creative and they're always experimenting. They're, I think inherently and by nature collaborative. So I think all of those mean that we'll see enormous changes that we don't even expect right now.
0: Listen, I'm 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 saying listen because we're listening and have been listening right the way through this to the fantastic Dan's sound Church. of St Anne's Church Those and the bells. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, thank you both very very much. That's been fantastic and congratulations, thirty years, quite Thanks. the achievement. Okay,
2: thank you very yeah. much. That's great. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to the Tripe and Drusheen weekly arts and culture podcast, and I'm your host, Ellie O'Byrne. Tripe and Drusheen is a totally independent, completely advertising free local news substack for Cork City and County. If you like what we do, I hope that you'll consider paying us to continue to do our work. You can subscribe for just eight euros per year or eight euros per month. And we also have a function for people who can't commit to regular amounts of money. We also have a function whereby you can click and you can leave us a one-off tip, which is just a payment of your choice. You'll see that button on the bottom of our articles. If you do these things, you can help us to continue to produce local journalism that we think is of real benefit to Cork city and county. But also, we don't believe in paywalls, so feel free to read if you want to and you can't afford to do these things. Times are tough for a lot of people right now. If you're not in a position to support us financially, Maybe you could just share on social media, point other people in our direction, and just help to spread the word about Tripe and Rasheen. You can find our social media at Rasheen on Twitter or Tripe and Rasheen on Facebook and Instagram. And any and all shares help us to spread the word about what we're doing. Thanks so much and talk to you next week.